Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas and On3. Well, it's interesting, Jerry. It's getting to be close to that time of year. Preseason media poll came out today for the Big 12. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, came out today for the for uh, the Big 12. Uh, five Longhorns make the list, Jerry. Uh, the five are uh, Xavier Worthy at wide receiver, Jatavian Sanders at tight end, uh, then we had Kelvin Banks, the sophomore, uh, at the offensive line. Byron Murphy and Jalen Ford, the defensive tackle and linebacker, respectively, also named first team. Jalen Ford named preseason Big 12 Player of the Year. Uh, let's take a look and, and talk about this, Jerry. And let's start with the overall offense, as okay. you guys can see right now. Uh, Jalen Daniels gets the nod at quarterback. Jerry, you agree with that? I, I do agree with that preseason. I mean, I, I think he had a great year last year. Um, it's hard to argue with, you know, Kansas m making a bowl game. And before he got hurt, they, I mean, they look like they could win seven or eight games. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree with that, um, with him being the preseason first-team pick. And, look, that's not a slide against Quinn Ewers or any other guys. That doesn't mean that's how it's going to end up after the season. But I, I don't think there's a any issue with Jalen Daniels being the preseason first team quarterback. I, I, what about you, Bobby? I, I do not. I mean, I think that you could have looked at other guys, but he is certainly. Uh, look, Kansas football has had a resurgence, if you can call it that. Yes. And there's no doubt that he's the face of that resurgence and a large piece of it, along with Lance Leopold, uh, the head coach, who's been just terrific there. Uh, but here's the other piece, Jerry. You know, he's not alone at KU. No. Um, no. Texas had the most on this list for both offense and, and defense guys. Uh, but to be fair, Kansas had four. TCU, the other team with four. You look at this offensive list, the Jayhawks have three guys on it. Same yeah. amount as Texas. Uh, not only do they have Jalen Daniels, they have Devin Neal. And then offensive lineman Mike Nowitzki uh, as well. Uh, let's look at those running backs because this one is a – this is really odd to me. I don't I don't necessarily think Devin Neal is a bad pick. Richard Reese, though, is interesting. You know, he, he played well and then did not have a, some a good second half kind of, I think. Didn't look great against Texas. Maybe he was a little injured or something. Your thoughts on the running back group? Because that it's certainly not B. John Robinson and Deuce Fawn. No, and I think that's the thing. The conference was hit by some great backs that left for the NFL. Um so I think it's more of a going into the season, you got to pick a couple of guys. And um, I guarantee this position will more than likely won't end up with these two guys as the first team after the season in the coaches poll. Not that they're not good players, uh, but there's just going to be too, there's too many guys. You know, we talk about Jonathan Brooks all the time at Texas. This is really going to be his coming out party this year. He could go from nowhere to first team in the league. We don't really know. Uh, but yeah, they lost some great players at that position. So this is a real preseason poll. It's going to change a lot at the running back position. Here, here's an interesting one for you too at running back, Jerry. Um, so the the media voted on the newcomer of the year, right? Okay, they didn't pick Ad Mitchell or Jalen Catalan from Texas, both of whom are expected to start. Really talented players. They went with Tashawn Ward. A yeah. running back that rushed for more than a thousand yards in his time at Florida State, um, and put him, he's now at Kansas State and the starter up there replacing Deuce Vaughn. They put him as the newcomer of the year, which in a run heavy offense, uh, along with Scott, with uh, uh, the quarterback, 
I can understand that. I mean, I, 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 get that. I, I totally I'm on board with that, Bobby. I mean, the quarterback uh, coming back, Ben Sanat, the first team fullback, Cooper BB, one of the best offensive linemen in the country. Kansas State has a couple other really talented offensive linemen back. I, I think that's a really good pick. And it wouldn't shock me if if he didn't end up on that first or second team at the end of the year, because he, like you said, run heavy offense. He's got a lot of experience and he's got really good players around him to help him maximize his yards. Wide receiver Xavier Worthy gets the nod. That's not surprising. He was actually unanimous, Jerry. Right. I, I, I think people, I, I think Texas people, because of the drop issues late in the year, got down on, on Xavier Worthy somewhat appropriately, but the, the opposing coaches know exactly, and opposing teammate teams know exactly who he is. Yeah, um, there, no question. And look, and people are, I think what's interesting about all the Texas guys, there's not, a, you know, Jalen Ford's a senior, but on the offensive side, you're talking about junior, junior, sophomore. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think Xavier Worthy, this is his contract year. I think he's going to have better players around him with A.D. Mitchell. Um, and, and Jadavion Sanders, who obviously is on the list a year older, uh, better, you know, then you have Isaiah Nayor if he comes in and returns healthy. So Xavier, I think Sark's going to be able to move him around more in the offense. I think he's going to have a big year at Texas. I'm not saying he's going to put up 1,300 yards and 20 touchdowns. I think he's going to have a big year, and he's going to be a first-team all-league player at the end of the day as well. You see uh, Brendan Presley in there from o Oklahoma State. He's a nice receiver. Duran Bradley. At Texas Tech, another nice player. Uh, by the way, Tech had another defensive player on there. So they only had Texas Tech, considered one of the better teams in the league, only put two first-teamers on this. Jatavian Sanders, Jerry, we mentioned that, the class of the league at tight end. But to your point, and not listed on this, this media team uh, that On3 put out on its uh, Instagram, uh, Ben Sinot, the, the yeah. big fullback that could be considered – a, a tight end. He's more of that plays more of that sniffer position sniffer. that we talk yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of an H back type. He and Jatavian Sanders, in my opinion, the clear uh, class of tight ends, although Austin Stogner from Oklahoma returns as well. Uh, the big tight end or played first two years at OU, then transferred to South Carolina. Now back with the Sooners tight end, an interesting position, but Sanders, the clear uh, class of the group. No doubt. He's the uh, highest rated guy as far as the NFL draft at the position in the conference. Um, he had an unbelievable uh, sophomore season. And you know he's going to be an improved player because Texas is developing players. That's the one thing. When t these Texas guys show up on this list, and we'll get the defense, Byron Murphy, on there, uh, Texas is developing players. And so I don't think you're going to look at Xavier Worthy, Jatavion Sanders, or Kelvin Banks here as tackle and think, you know, how much are they going to be better next year? Is Kelvin Banks going to have a sophomore slump? Texas isn't working that way. Xavier Worthy had a little bit of a down year for more Texas fans thought he should be. Um, but that's because he had such a great freshman year, in my opinion. But I, I expect all these guys to be improved players this year. Uh, interesting. You look at the offensive line. You mentioned Cooper Beebe, uh, Kelvin Banks, Mike Nowitzki. Uh, the only uh, BYU guy on either team, Kingsley Suamata. Suamatea, uh, as well as Zach Frazier uh, from uh, West Virginia. Uh, Kelvin Banks, clearly a first-team guy. Cooper Beebe, clearly a first-time, uh, first-round, uh, first-team guy. Uh, Suamatea, a, a first-team guy as He's well. He's a future NFL draft pick, a first-rounder right. probably. Novitski and Frazier, I don't know as much about, uh, although Novitski I know is a senior out of the state of New York. But uh, right. 
no Christian Jones, no Jake Majors. Jake Majors is going to be a, a three-and-a-half-year starter, uh, so we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the defense, Jerry, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at this group uh, up front, Byron Murphy, uh, Demonic Williams out of TCU. That's a big sophomore from California that they got. Uh, Ethan Downs from o- Oklahoma. Uh, and then Dante Corleone. I love yeah. that name. Yes. Uh, out of Cincinnati. Uh, those four are the front guys. No, no Tavondre Sweat, no Baron Sorrell. Uh, you agree with that? Yeah, I, I I I agree with that. I think uh, Williams at TCU is a big time player, man. Texas had him in camp, but they didn't really push for him. I think he is a big time player. Jalen Hutchings from Texas Tech, the other. Oh yeah, I, I forgot about Jalen. Yep. Yeah, Jalen Hutchings from. It, what's interesting to me is the D tackles are all six two, six two, six one, six feet tall. So the people that are always after the the perfect frame guys, they're not always the best players. And uh, we, I think we always got to remember that, but I think Byron Murphy is going to be the cream of the crop after the season at this position in the conference. If not him, it's going to be Williams from TCU. I, I actually think this is a strong position um, it, it, for the big 12, especially on that interior against the run. I think there's some really good players in this conference. I, I tell you what, uh, Tavondre Sweat, you mentioned the contract year. It's a contract year for Tavondre yep. and Alfred Collins. Yep. Um, they need to get after it. This, this should be a wake-up call for them a little bit. If it's not, then they need to get after it uh, because they've got NFL checks potentially waiting on them if they do, if they do uh, make their way. At linebacker, it's an interesting group. Johnny Hodges, uh, the middle linebacker at TCU, uh, full-on high-effort guy, transferred from Navy a year ago and kind of put that defense together along with D winners last year, right at that linebacker position uh, along with Colin Oliver, who they're listing as a linebacker, but reality, Jerry, he mostly paid edge uh, yeah. and, and had a ton of sacks for uh, Oklahoma state over the last two years uh, to go along with Jalen Ford Ford, obviously 119 tackles a year ago, three forced fumbles, three or four interceptions uh, just had a really whale of a year. I thought he should have been player of the year, defensive player of the year last year, uh, finished second to the defensive end out of Kansas State. Uh, you know, any other linebackers in the conference that you can think of that you really like? Uh, or is this one of the weaker positions by chance uh, this year? Well, here's the thing I was going to say. Depth-wise, it may be the weaker position. But I think these three guys, if you consider Oliver a linebacker, I think this is the best position uh of of all these guys on the, on the first team. I think Colin Oliver, even though, like you said, he's more of an edge, I think he's an, an elite kid at that position. I think Jalen Ford's an elite football player at his position. I think Johnny Hodges is tremendous. I think those three guys may be the strongest position um, on this preseason list. I mean, I, I think all three of those guys are NFL players, um, and, and I think they, they all could uh, have – long careers in the league as well. So the depth in the league at that position, it's going to be young, I think. Uh, but from these frontline three, it's about as good as it gets. Uh, interesting to me, uh, you look at this list, and we're going to go down to defensive back now. Huh. Uh, five of them, not one for the University of Texas. If you think that they shouldn't maybe take that to heart and have play with a little chip on their shoulder, especially the way Jade Barron played last year at right. times. Um, not so – I mean – he actually made created some turnovers. Uh, it's you know, with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. That's got to that's gotta sting a little bit. Uh, TJ Tampa uh, from Iowa State. Kobe Bryant from uh, Kansas. Kobe Savage uh, from uh, Kansas State. Kendall Daniels, Oklahoma State. Josh Newton, who I really like the corner uh, out of TCU. Those five, Jerry, again, no Jade Barron, no Jalen Catalan, no Jaron Thompson or Ryan Watts. Is is that got to sting a little bit for for the Longhorns? Because I I think that's got to be talked about a little bit in the locker room. Oh, I I hope it does. I mean, for sure. I you know, it, and it should be. I mean, Jade Barron has he he has a uh, argument. You know, uh, Jalen Catalan's just got to be healthy, right? Jaron Thompson's a consistent player, maybe not a first team All League player. Uh, but I you know, if you look at this, Terrence Brooks, Gavin Holmes, Ryan Watts, these guys are all now presented with with a great opportunity this year to really rise. And, and, and I think one or two of those guys will be second or honorable mention guys, if not first. I think what's interesting, you know, is uh, we're getting to the age where uh, a lot of these kids are named after the late, great Kobe Bryant, right? So if your name is Kobe, you had a, a 40% chance of being on the first team. And I always think it's funny every time I see TJ Tampa's name, is he's from St. Petersburg, down the road from Tampa. But, but the one kid there, Kendall Daniels, I agree with you on Josh Newton. I think he's a big-time NFL prospect. Kendall Daniels originally signed with AM and then he didn't go to AM. He he stayed home, went to Oklahoma State, and that was a huge win at the time for Oklahoma State and a big loss for Texas AM at the time. Uh, I think Kendall Daniels, another guy with a bright NFL future. Then, of course, the punters from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, you got to have a pro kick guy on there, and he happens to be 6'7. I thought the one an interesting thing, Bobby, is Cincinnati, first year in the league, has two guys on the first team more than Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention that OU only having one, uh, by the way. You mentioned Kobe. Don't forget Kobe Black, a recruit out of uh, Waco, Connolly. That's another chance in the future, perhaps, uh, if things go right. Uh, some other notes about this team, Jerry. Kansas State with three. Yeah. We mentioned KU and TCU with four. Oklahoma won. Uh, only two teams shut out entirely of this group, uh, and that is from University of Central Florida, who Paul Wadlington thinks actually may be the best of the four teams coming in this year. I agree with that. Yep. And then the other one is University of Houston. They graduated pretty heavily last year, especially on offense. They did. Uh, and so that that's going to be one to, to what, keep up with. Well, I'll, th- I'll throw one out. I think Matthew Golden, the receiver at Houston, the sophomore, who I love coming out of Klein Kane, I think he could eclipse a guy like Brennan Presley on this list the postseason. I think he's going to have a big year. Got it. Uh, any other snubs, uh, guys that you would think, hey, why isn't this guy in there? Um, you know that that sort of thing in, in your mind. Um, no, I think you. I think you hit on it. I mean, maybe. Um, 
what, to, would a Tavondre Swat have an argument over a Dante Corleone? Maybe. Um, but I think one of the things is with the new teams in the league, they wanted to get some representation in there. So that's the thing. When you add four new teams to a league, some guys are going to feel like they got snubbed, right? I mean, that's the that's the different part of that. Kingsley uh, from BYU offensive tackle will be a first or second round pick. He was taking somebody's spot on this list, right? I mean, that was going to happen. Yeah. Cincinnati, Dante Corleone made for movies. Um, he's, you know, he took somebody's spot at the defensive line. So uh, obviously Cincinnati's punter took somebody's place as well. So you have some of those new teams and guys coming in that if a guy feels snubbed, they have to realize four new teams in the league, they have some good players too. I want to add another one that's interesting to me, Baylor. Okay, yeah. Two years ago, what did they have? Seven guys in the final uh, uh, end up being the all-big all 12 team. Yeah, uh, Two years removed from that now, uh, and they, they just got one on the preseason team. None of those defensive linemen that came back for a fourth or fifth year are on this group. They're probably uh, going to be uh, kind of upset about that. Uh, Baylor did lose heavily in the secondary. Al Walcott probably would have been on this list, uh, but he moved on to Arkansas. Right. Um, it, it's You look around, uh, KSU had three. Texas Tech only with two. I thought maybe slight for them. Uh, they've got a good group of guys. Maybe right. they don't have – Maybe they don't have those top-end guys quite yet, uh, but Joey McGuire is building that. Iowa State with just one. Um, this The, the three-star culture god uh, going to have to do it with three stars, apparently. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, I feel there, uh, Oklahoma State with three. Uh, that was kind of interesting. Mike Gundy just – he's we, we say Tashard Choice is a little bit of a witch on the recruiting, uh, recruiting trail – yeah, uh, Mike Gundy may be a little bit of a witch as a head coach. Yeah, Let, let's be clear because I think he always finds a way to get a couple guys uh, that make give everybody else headaches. Yeah, no, no question about it. And, and, and that's a tough one. Oklahoma State had so many guys leave the program, right? There were so many guys that left. Um, and what they lost Trace it? Ford to, to OU, right? I mean, I mean well, yeah, exactly. One of the interesting things now about preseason lists is there's so many guys in the portal now, right? I mean. You know, Gavin Holmes is a two-year starter at Wake Forest. Um, Wake Forest has been a better team than Texas those two years. I mean, so it's like it, – that's what's always interesting is the amount of transfers in through the portal now. I mean, A.D. Mitchell not on this. Uh, you know, if he had had bigger stats at Georgia, he would have been a shoe in to be on this list. But he didn't have the stats. But is he going to be a better player than Jerram Bradley? That's what I my bet would be on it. But it's hard to put those guys there now. So the portal's changed this so much um, that it's it's the preseason lists are a little tougher to navigate. Anybody you see challenging J Jalen Daniels is also named the offensive player of the year. Right. Um, preseason. Any, anybody you, in particular you see challenging him for that, that uh, honor. Yeah. If Quinn plays like a first round pick, I think he's going to win the award because if he plays like a first round pick, Texas will win the league. And he's going to, if he does that, he's going to throw for 3,500 yards, Jerry. Yeah. And, and, and then you'll have five Texas guys on the first team offense, probably. <laughs> you know, fingers crossed, right, Jerry? Yeah. All right. All right. That's, that's Jerry Hamilton. We said if. We said if. <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts for you? No, you know, look, I think it's, um, I, I think the, the conference lost quite a bit defensively last year um, as a whole. Um, I think there's some really good quarterbacks back in this league, though. I, I think it's a, a good quarterback league. Um, I think it's a really good coaching league. I, I really do as far as maximizing maybe 
lesser talent when I like say lesser talent compared to the league Texas is going into, right? I mean, I think these coaches really have to maximize these teams. I think Kansas Leipold's done a great job there. I think Gundy does a good job every single season. I'm interested to see. Here's what's interesting to me, Bobby, is, is this is Leipold's challenging year to me because now that, you know, people used to sleepwalk on the Kansas game. And now these kids, they're no longer hunting. People are actually going to be up to play them and have – they. oh, Jalen Daniels, the best quarterback in the league. Defensively, we're going to show him he's not, right? I mean, so there's something different that Kansas is going to have to deal with this year that they maybe haven't in the past. I think that's always interesting. Um, and then with Texas, look, I, I think the interesting thing with Texas is um, this is year three. This is your year where you're supposed to ascend and they're going to be ranked highly in the polls. So they're going to have a little different pressure on them than they've had. That last year when Alabama rolled into Austin, nobody really believed that Texas was going to win that game. This year when Texas rolls into Tuscaloosa, so people are picking them to win the game. That's a big change in less than a year. I, I find it interesting you mentioned this and, and I, I'm thinking two things here. Number one is, Texas, obviously, uh, at this point, um, back back where they want to be, kind of, with the higher-end talent in the league, right? Yes. Five preseason, I think, is the most they've had in four or five years, at the very least, right? Yes. Um, I think the other thing I would say is a lot of Texas players right now are, and today are tweeting out the Texas 2023 schedule, making sure everybody understands that 2023 is what on what's on their mind, not the SEC in 2024. So yeah, I mean, look if if Sarkeesian, if these players in Sarkeesian are going to send the right way, um, it, they need to win ten games this year. And I don't care how that that ten number happens; it could be ten and four, and you win your bowl game, and you're nine and four. You go nine and three, losing the Big Twelve title game, whatever. But they got to get the ten wins this year, and. Uh, there's going to be a lot of players talked about for individual awards as more of these lists come out, all American teams. Um, but I think that this is going to be a sign uh, of if Steve Sarkeesian's correct on his culture, because this stuff doesn't matter to teams who are on the rise and really ascending. It doesn't creep into your locker room. It doesn't creep into the conversations. There's no jealousy. Uh, there needs to be one common goal. And if Sarkeesian has that culture exactly where him and his staff want it, then you're going to see a team that has one common goal versus a lot of individual accolades before the season starts. Because this is just a start. There's going to be a lot of them. All right. Uh, good discussion here, Jerry Hamilton. Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas on 3 Sports. I appreciate it, bud. That's going to do it for this episode of On Texas Football. Uh, join us at InsideTexas.com in all day, every day. Uh, for more news and information, as well as recruiting, uh, talk uh, at InsideTexas.com. For Jerry, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching.